<laughs> Great video, right? Crazy. Crazy. There's so much in there. I hadn't really considered the, just the scope and the magnitude of some of these outlets we use for communication. I mean, I knew it was huge um, and vast, but that video really helps to give us a glimpse of just how huge um, it really is and how significant and important communication really is to everyone. I'm happy to be back up here with you all. How are you doing this morning? Good? Yeah? Happy to be here? Yes? Excellent. Happy to be tuning in online? Um, we hope so. We hope you're happy to be here and happy to be tuning in. And we hope as well, sincerely hope, that you are feeling connected to this place, to our church, to one another as a family of believers in Jesus. If you're not feeling connected, let me tell you, now is the time. Now is the time to feel connected and to reconnect, um, perhaps, again. Because our sermon series for the next few weeks and our practice of the month even is all about reconnection and intentional connection. I'm not talking about all those virtual ways of connecting. Um, we want to take the opportunity to encourage one another to connect, perhaps reconnect in personal meaningful ways, in more Jesus-focused ways, and in less loud, distracting ways, if that makes sense. We disconnect from the superficial so that we can focus and reconnect with the meaningful, okay? And so for the next few weeks, we are going to consider our connection to some very important um, relationships in our lives. First, we're going to consider our connection to Jesus because this is where it absolutely has to start. Then to one another, and this is really going to be about connecting in life groups here at Northridge. We're going to talk then about our connection to the church, to our church, to Northridge, and then finally, our connection to our community here. So all very important relationships and connections, right? Yeah. And so Jacob, alongside of this and planning his um, practice of the month, is encouraging us all to unplug from all those loud things that distract or consume us and take us away from those more meaningful, personal, intentional connections so that we can be present with God, more present with God, and more present with one another. And so if you haven't checked out our practice of the month yet and the resources that Jacob has put on our website, I encourage you to do that. They are excellent. Thank you for doing that for us, Jacob. We know that being and feeling connected is important, right? Yeah, I need some head nods. <laughs> Thank you. So being connected is, is really important.
important. We all want to feel like we're connected and we belong. We were wired this way. We were made to be in relationship with God, and we were made to be in relationship um, with one another. And I think we realize it now more than ever on this side of the pandemic, you know, when we were not able to connect in ways that we love to do. And so as a church, we want to create space and opportunities for meaningful, fruitful connections. Now, as Christians, it's especially important that we make our own personal connection to Jesus a priority. In John chapter 15, thank you, Cameron, for reading this for us. Jesus teaches us how important it is to keep connected to him. He is the true vine, he tells us here. And this is where we land together as we start this new series together, this reconnection series this morning. We start off by looking at our own personal connection to Jesus because, because, my friends, it is the most important connection we will ever make. So we're taking a look at this passage from John, and I'm really going to focus on the first eight verses. There's a lot to talk about here, and we're going to cover a few things with the ultimate purpose of understanding just how significant, how important, how critical it really is to keep connected to Jesus on a deep and personal, individual level. In this passage, Jesus says to us, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Okay, picture this with me, if you will. Branches have to be connected to be branches, right? <laughs> right? Otherwise, they're just sticks, <laughs> right? <laughs> Makes sense, right? <laughs> so Jesus says, we are the branches, Okay, we are branches, and he is the vine. As the vine then, Jesus brings nourishment and life and sustenance to the branches. This is what he does for us. His purpose as the true vine is to nourish us in order that we might produce his fruit. So, my church, fellow Christians, our spiritual lives are meant to be alive and growing and thriving. In order for this to happen, we have to be connected to Jesus Christ, the true vine. Without that connection... We are spiritually dead. We're just a dried up stick on the side of the road. We need that connection. 1 John 5, 11 and 12 says, God has given us eternal life and this is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. 
And so there's two questions I thought we could ask ourselves here this morning. The first being, am I connected to the vine? Am I connected to the vine? And if I'm connected to the vine, what am I producing? Where's my fruit? Where's the evidence? How much fruit am I producing? Is there a little fruit? Is there some fruit? Is there lots of fruit? One of the things we learn from reading about Jesus and his life in the New Testament is how he uses the common sights around Jerusalem um, as he walks with his disciples to help them understand what he's really trying to teach them. Right? We think of all the parables, all the analogies that Jesus uses. He draws from everyday life experiences and he connects them with spiritual truths so that people um, have a better understanding of, of his teachings and of what he's trying to say. And so here is no different. He draws their attention to the vineyard, explaining what it means to be in him and to remain in him. The commentary in my Bible explains how the grapevine is a prolific plant. Just a single vine supports numerous, numerous branches and bears many grapes. So keep in mind, we are not the vines. We are branches, not sticks either, right? We are branches growing from one stalk One vine, the true vine, that is Jesus Christ. So how do we know that we are connected to the vine? Here's the proof. Here's the evidence, my friends. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we are connected to the vine, our lives will be a reflection of the fruits of the Spirit. And so our decisions that we make and our interactions with others and how we respond in different circumstances and situations should all reflect the fruits of the Spirit. That is the evidence that we're connected to Jesus the vine. 2 Peter chapter 5, verses 3 to 8 says this, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, 
they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 7, verses 16 to 18 says this, By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Jesus says you can and you will recognize the fruit that we bear. The fruit we bear, if good, is evidence that we are connected to Jesus Christ, the true vine. Now, Jesus is our source of life. We know this. It's only by being rooted in him and by remaining in him that we are able to produce this kind of fruit. We just can't do it on our own. And so back to our passage, John chapter 15, 2 and verse 6 says, He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. Jesus says, If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Sounds harsh, right? Sounds harsh. But if you think about it, the analogy holds true. So for an example, why would an orange farmer, say, keep a tree around when it refuses to grow oranges? (laughs) That tree stands in defiance to what the farmer is trying to do by not producing um, oranges. And so the farmer's going to want to get rid of that tree, right? He's not going to want to leave it there so that it can affect the other fruitful trees. He's going to want to get rid of that. And it's pruning. And we're going to talk a bit more about that in a little bit. God's desire for his church, for Christian people on earth, is that we will produce fruit. He wants us to be fruitful. You see, the fruit that we bear for Jesus impacts our connections in the most meaningful ways. Just think about it. When our connections to one another reflect just the posture and perspectives and attitudes of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are meaningful connections, right? I want my connections to have all of those things in them. I want to give them in my connections, and I want to receive them. Those are the kinds of connections we want to have and our relationships with others. And so this kind of spiritual fruit that we bear, these qualities, bearing these fruits of the Spirit, just makes room and space for God to move and work in our connections with others. 
the spiritual fruit we bear brings God glory. Just think about the blessings he's given us to help us grow and produce this kind of fruit. He places us in relationships with other believers. We need to connect with each other um, to grow effectively and to be fruitful. Jacob's going to talk about this next week when he teaches us about connecting in life groups, so you won't want to miss that. But being a part of church family and sharing um, in loving relationships with other Christians is a blessing and a gift from God for us. And it is vital. It is so important to our own spiritual health and well-being. Whether you are physically here or tuning in online, this time that we spend together also is a gift. It is a gift from God to help us grow in our spiritual walk with him. So important for our own spiritual health and well-being. Two, God gives us his word. We take time to study it together in moments like this. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And so through sermons or personal devotions or Bible studies and teaching, the Holy Spirit cleanses and speaks to us and strengthens our lives through the word of God. It's a gift and a blessing from God to help us grow in our faith with him. As we spend time in the word, God renews our mind so that we no longer conform to the ways of this world, but so that we pursue his kingdom. He teaches us to despise sin and to desire righteousness in our lives. When we are connected to Jesus Christ, the true vine, we pursue what is good, what is pure, what is holy. God uses all of these things to help us grow and to produce Now, if we don't enter into relationships with other believers, if we don't apply his word to our lives, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives and the word to renew our mind, then we are cutting off the flow of Christ's source of life. We become branches that wither and die. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12 says, See to it that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So don't miss the warning here. Jesus is talking about branches that were once found in him but failed to remain in him. They've cut themselves off from the source of life, believing they can find life elsewhere. And so the key word in our passage of scripture today is remain. Remain in me and I will remain in you, Jesus says. Remain in me and I will remain in you. As followers of Jesus, the Father and the Son live within us. Jesus describes this in the preceding chapter in John. We looked at this recently with Terry and his teaching on the Trinity. 
He says in John 14 and 20, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And Jesus continues to say in verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And so it's through the power of the Holy Spirit, who is God's gift to us, who is dwelling within us, when we accept Jesus Christ in our lives, we stay rooted and we stay connected and we stay dependent on Jesus Christ, the vine. You see, discipleship, following Jesus, being a Christian is not just a matter of accepting who Jesus is. It's about having Jesus spiritually connected to our very being. It's about remaining in him. For our own spiritual health and well-being and for bearing that good fruit that he desires we bear. Now, not all branches are as fruitful as others. Some branches may have tons of fruit, and some branches may have a little tiny bit of fruit. John 15, 2 and 4 says, Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus says no branch can bear fruit by itself. In those times when we stop depending on Jesus for our spiritual nourishment and the vitality of our spiritual lives, it's then that we, the branches, become unable to produce good fruit. And so we need to allow Jesus to continually do his work within us. And this, my friends, is called pruning. This is the process of pruning. He disciplines us to make us better, more fruitful. He wants to perfect us to be more like him. On your journey with Jesus Christ, you may have noticed that this discipline, this pruning, is painful. But have you noticed that while pruning is painful, pruning really is productive? When the branches are pruned back, more fruit really is produced. The pain of pruning accomplishes what Jesus intends and wants for every single one of us, fruitfulness. Hebrews 12, 7 and 11 says this, As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its own father? No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. There will be a peaceful harvest after the pruning. John 15, 7 and 8 
says this, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Lord spoke about this just a few weeks back. When we remain in Christ, when we are connected to the true vine, we align our will with God's will for us. We ask for things out of pure divine motives, all within his perfect will for us. It's to our Father's glory that we bear much fruit. This is how we show the world that we are his disciples. And so Jesus, the true vine, is producing fruit in his branches. How much fruit are you letting being produced in your life? Is there no fruit? Is there some fruit? Is there lots of fruit? Jesus is telling us here in this passage to stay close to him like a branch connected to the vine. Are you receiving just that nourishment that comes from being connected in your soul this morning? Have you experienced just the life that being connected to Jesus brings that he offers you. Have we been remaining in Christ? Have we been remaining? We've come through and are still not out of what was a particularly challenging and vulnerable time for the church. I mean, during the pandemic, globally, churches were closed, the doors were shut, and programs stopped, and people were unable to gather and meet um, face to face. And I can remember in the early days of all of this happening, sitting at my table, my dining room table, um, preparing a sermon and praying over it, and it was actually the same passage of scripture. It was just part of a different series we were doing at that time, but I can remember sitting at my table with this particular sermon um, crying because the thought and realization perhaps washed over me that it's during this unprecedented time that God was and is pruning his church. I still strongly feel that COVID has been a season of pruning um, in the church. Now, those of you who garden, you know this well. For optimum growth and fruit and health, pruning is absolutely necessary, right? Do we have any gardeners here? Yes? No? Yes? I see some head nods. When we lived in Edmonton, we had a beautiful garden and we had, what, six tomato plants? Um, and they just, wow. We had tomatoes coming out of our ears. <laughs> a 
lots of like spaghetti sauce and homemade tomato soup and all those things. Um, but we constantly pruned those plants. We would sit out there, like cutting off the, any you know, dead branches or weeds. We would take the leaves that didn't flower, we'd cut them off too so that the leaves that did have flowers would get more nourishment. I say we, but it was really Fred. He is the gardener out of the two of us. I just enjoyed the tomatoes. I did a little bit, just not as much. But he (laughs) spent tons of time pruning those plants. And as he did, we, like I said, we had tomatoes coming out of our ears. (laughs) Just, I want to say thousands. There were constantly just tomatoes. Every day, we'd be picking them by the bowlfuls. Pruning is absolutely necessary for optimum growth and health for fruit, it's absolutely necessary. And so the same is true for the church. The same is true for all of us as followers of Jesus. And so my encouragement for you this morning is to connect with Jesus Christ, the vine, to reconnect maybe with Jesus Christ, the vine, if it's been a while, and to remain Remain, remain, remain connected to Jesus Christ, the vine, the true vine. Remaining connected, it takes effort on our part. We have to be intentional in pursuing the things that will help keep us connected. Prayer, reading the Bible, worship, just a few common examples of how we can stay intentionally connected and remaining in Jesus. If we remain connected to Jesus, we will experience just the nourishment and the strength we need to live just a vibrant, fruitful life. And now my friends, now my friends on the other side of the pruning there will be a harvest. We've seen God do it. We've experienced it, haven't we, in our different seasons in life. And so we go through pruning knowing that there is purpose in it and there will be fruit and there will be a peaceful harvest on the other side. We believe it. So don't miss out on that. Don't walk away saying, this is too much. This is too painful. Hang in there. Stay connected, remain connected, because God he wants your spiritual life to be alive and growing and thriving. He wants you to thrive. He wants the world to see just that good fruit, because that's how, you know, we help partner in growing his kingdom and in sharing his love. We live fruitful lives trusting that it is impacting the Lord's kingdom in ways we don't even see or know. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, because you've created us to be in relationship with you. 
you have not just created us and left us here on our own to figure things out, but you've created us to be connected to you and to always be connected to you. Because in you, it's where we find life. It's where we find strength. It's where we find peace and joy. And you have chosen us to experience this. You have chosen us to be in relationship with you. Help us not to turn our backs to that or walk away or say it's too hard. But give us the strength. Give us the motivation and the determination to say, I'm, I'm staying connected. I'm staying connected to Christ the vine. I want to thrive. I want to bear good fruit around me. I want to show the world what it means to experience the love of Christ. I want to show the world the grace that is ours through Jesus, the forgiveness from sin, the mercy, just the freedom we have in being in a relationship with a loving, compassionate Savior. Thank you, God, for moments like this where we can connect on a large level with you and with one another in worship and in looking at your word. And we pray, God, that as we do this, as we continue to do this in the weeks and months ahead, that your spirit would be here and that you would move and work in all of our hearts and that you would help us daily, daily, daily to bear fruit, good fruit that will impact our relationships, our homes, our families, our community, our church, and your kingdom, God. We just want to be fruitful. May our lives be nothing less than fruitful. We love you. We love you. Continue, God, to just be here in this place and to be with each of us as we remain, remain, remain in you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.